sequels and Super Bowls, UFOs and cults. You are now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show. to the Disney Holic Show. That's Mike TV. And that's Jen Diz. Love isn't the only thing in the air as this Valentine's Day episode goes from heartthrobs to conspiracy. But first, we review Disney's Super Bowl adverts and the Walt Disney Company's earnings call. Earnings call. Earnings call. That's a mouthful. You got through it, though. <laughs> Walt Disney Company's earnings call. Like a, feels like a lot of S's. Anyways, Mike, it's Valentine's Day. We're recording this, obviously, the night before. So happy Valentine's Day. Happy V-Day. And I just thought it would be fun to start off this episode with a little icebreaker about love in the Disney Company and but first, I want to mention this one weird thing I saw, just because it's noteworthy to me and very weird as, like, why did they do this? So at a lot of the uh, Disney resorts in um, Walt Disney World, they were giving out – not I'm sorry, not giving out. They were selling roses for Valentine's Day. And these were wrapped in this special, like, uh, you know how they, like, wrap it in a plastic paper thing? What do you call that? Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of the word for that. Um, but these ones had print on it and it was very interesting to find that they had little roses and then they also had the Disney Quest logo all over it. Did you oh, see it? Oh, I didn't catch what I was looking for, but now that is so weird. I didn't, whoa, that is so really weird. Is weird. it like leftover paper? I don't know. It looks like it, I think it even or said, accident. um, shoot, it said it had a print about something on there. Darn, I thought those were being given away for free. No, I think they're eight dollars like each. They're a also cute pricey. Valentine's thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know that would be cute. They do the uh give them away, like carnations away for Mother's Day, which I thought is always so cute. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, at the parks. Um, but yeah, no, you have to buy these ones. And just so weird, and for all of you who aren't familiar with Disney Quest, this is like a defunct Disney um arcade slash play center we did a whole episode on this before but uh yeah just super weird and interesting way to jump into the valentine's it kind of gave me this moment of like all right is that how my valentine's day is gonna go like just like weird and (laughs) unpredictable um but regardless it is a lovely day nonetheless and i thought i would ask you mike which disney character would you want to take on a date and why Ooh, well, since you said this is an icebreaker, I'm going to have to choose Kristoff, the hottest icebreaker on the planet. And (laughs) I would choose Kristoff because we already have a thing going on in Dreamlight Valley. Oh, that's right. You're still on that, huh? (laughs) Yeah. And I kind of, you know, let them do their own thing. But if we did have to revisit it, I would like to take him out on a proper date because we've only had conversations about like mining and then elsa 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 always about elsa always about anna always about olaf oh and um oh what's deer's name oh 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 hold on oh my gosh sven there it is thank you i was on a c word for some reason and so i'd like him to take me on a forest date 
on Sven, and I would hold, I would hold Kristoff from behind, and then I also <laughs> want him to sing to me in the woods like he did in the like movie, like the '80s parody, yeah, type that of deal? kind. Okay. And the other reason why I picked Kristoff is because. I actually, I'm also, I have a crush on the real actor, Jonathan Groff. Oh. So it, it feels more real than saying like someone like Aladdin were really a cartoon and creepy. Here I'm like, all right, let's do this Jonathan Groff slash Chris <laughs> Well, the real live action Aladdin was pretty hot too, though. True. So That's him. a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Who would you take out on a date? Well, I'm going to keep it creepy because this does not have a live actor that I have the hots <laughs> for. But I'm going to go with Robin Hood. And you knew that one already, probably, because I just love him. And a lot of people have a crush on the most handsome, dapper, anthropomorphic fox. <laughs> he's foxy. Um, and foxy. he's very charming. And I just feel like any type of date with him would be like such an adventure. Like, I feel like it would, oh. it would be fun. I feel like we'd be hiding at some point and we'd be like getting into places we shouldn't be. And it would just, I just think it would be fun, adventurous. Yeah. That's cute. What's his name? Like, do they just call him Robin Hood? Yeah, I think they just call him Robin. Throughout? Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's weird or now Rob. that I think about doesn't, it. For doesn't some like little John call him Rob a lot? I, I haven't seen it as, as much as you have or in a long time. So I Aww. have no idea. He may have been my first anthropomorphic crush, just saying. Oh, so we need to do an episode on Disney furries at some yes, point. Yes, please. That sounds like a fun combo. Very cute. So I hope everyone out there is ha- or has had now, because this is now Wednesday, has had a lovely Valentine's Day in whichever way you celebrate it. Or if you don't celebrate it, I hope you had a productive day. There we go. Yeah, productive Tuesday. <laughs> um, and if you were up late on sunday and still getting over your fun from a super bowl party that's also okay too yes it is so speaking of (laughs) yeah so super bowl happened last sunday um you were at disneyland or in anaheim and we were texting and you're you're like wait you're watching the super bowl i thought that was hilarious and i do love it for a couple of reasons one for the commercials and, you know, with Disney Holics now, we have, like, all these cool things to look forward to. And so I have a list of that for us to talk about. I also love the halftime show, of course. It's always usually a big ordeal. Mm-hmm. And this year it was uh, sponsored by Apple TV, Apple Music, which is really interesting because it's been Pepsi for quite a long time. Oh. And we had an episode, I think, last year where I was like, oh, I really hope Disney is the sponsor for this year since the Disney 100. I don't know what happened. They should have. Too late. But uh, this one was by Apple Music, and it was Rihanna. She performed at halftime. And then, of course, I do like to see, like, these outfits. That's really cute. I like to look at the butts and all that stuff. You know, I, think <laughs> I, I used to be a cheerleader, and I don't even know how to play football. So I like how it's very spelled out for you when you're watching on TV and they explain what's happening. And I would say I'm not a fan of either team, but the end of the, the game was actually pretty exciting because it was so close. And I think that got me a little bit more into it. I was playing video games while I was watching on the side. But that was my Super Bowl Sunday. We have stuff to talk about. But how was your Super Bowl Sunday? I mean, we spent it in a car driving home from Disneyland. So um, I could not believe it. But Jacob, we had booked this trip, not realizing it was right on top of Super Bowl Sunday. And he's like... All right, here's the deal. If the 49ers go to the Super Bowl, we're going to have a problem. And we're going to have to book another night on Sunday so we can stay for the day and watch the Super Bowl down there. 
Um, and I made reservations at Splitsville and downtown Disney, and I got us reservations for the park. I was ready to go just in case, right? And then the Super Bowl, obviously, the Niners didn't make it. So he was then okay with just, like, not watching it, which I was also surprised by. However, he did make me listen to it in the car on the way home, which is, like, the worst thing ever, I have to admit. Oh, just audio? (laughs) You don't even get to see the eye candy or the commercial? Right. (laughs) Just a lot of, like announcers getting really excited and then i was like what's happening i have no clue i was just driving i was like it's fine that gives me carousel of progress grandma listening to the yes yeah right (laughs) except for i wasn't excited like she was (laughs) but but he certainly was so yeah i got gosh well the winners uh traditionally end up at disney or they usually go i'm going to disneyland or disney world and that happened, as usual, right? Very cute. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, he was also ended up being MVP. I don't know how they do that in football, if it's always a winning team gets the MVP spot. Um, but pretty cool. He, um, what, what's the, is it the Kansas City Chiefs? I know it's the Chiefs. <laughs> I think it's For the sure. Kansas I don't know City anything pres- that was before that. The Chiefs and I think the Eagles, right? The Eagles, yes. Phil- Philadelphia. Yeah. You know what's funny? I saw this TikTok with the cast of the Broadway's Moulin Rouge, and they were going around asking him if they knew who was playing the Super Bowl, and like nobody knew. I'm like, these are my people. (laughs) Right? Totally. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so if anyone missed the winner's parade, I saw a bunch of stuff on Instagram. So you could see Patrick on the float and all that. Very cool. It was cute. People were like chanting MVP, MVP as he came down Main Street. I also saw this one video. I don't remember who filmed it, Um, but they were excited to see Josh tomorrow. He was just walking down Main Street. And then all of a sudden there was like people getting excited behind him. And he turned the camera around and there was the fire truck with Patrick Mahomes on it. So it was like a dual parade, even though Josh tomorrow had to walk it. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. Um, funny. That was not even the first time that Patrick uh, said, I'm going to Disneyland. I'm going to Disney World. Do you know they won in 2020? I did not know that. So they they won in 2020. And I have a clip here for you to listen to real quick. This is from 2020. Patrick Mahomes after Super Bowl. You wish upon a star a whole commercial. Makes no difference. Who you are, anything your heart desires will come to you. Patrick Mahomes, you and the Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do next? I'm going to Disney World. (laughs) And then, of course, they Disney World made a commercial out of it, and that was the commercial. Wait, who was screaming at the end? I'm going to. Oh, I cut that off real quick. That is uh, actually a good thing. So part of what Disney does when they send uh, or invite, I should say, the winners to the park, they also match it with a Make-A-Wish kid. And they get to come too. And they're on the float and everything. Oh, that's cool. And that was a little kid. The little kid was saying, I want to come too in that commercial. (laughs) That's very cute. Um, but yeah, so then he won again in 2023. I'm actually not going to play the clip, but it's out there. And he says the same thing again. I was like, wow, deja vu. But this time it was land, I believe. Yeah, he, he went, said, to went to Disneyland. He's yeah. like, I went to Disney World last time. Let's go to shake it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Very cool. 
Um, okay, so they had Patrick Mahomes at the parks. And other things that came out of Super Bowl that us Disneyholics uh, need to talk about were a bunch of commercials and trailers. So uh, there was the debut of the commercial that's celebrating the Disney 100 itself, like the whole campaign. It's the official Disney company message. And that one was really moving. It reminded me of something we saw maybe at the D23 Expo. It just like really touched my heart. What did you think? It's very cute. Um, (laughs) But I've seen it like a hundred times already. I was super excited Uh, for this one because there was a bunch of, like I didn't get to watch any of this, right? And it had been like a day or so before I even got to look at it. And there's a bunch of people saying, oh, my God, I was crying and nah, 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 all these emotions. And then on top of that, they kept putting images of Walt Disney along with it. So I thought they like did some weird way of of uh, maybe editing some of his speech into making the set, making sense out of the 100 years yeah, or something. Yeah. So I was really excited to see how they did all that. And then there was none. It was just that little piece at the end of his voice saying a little yeah. bit. And so I was like, oh, <laughs> For some reason, I had that uh, thought too that it they like got him to talk in not AI. What is it called? Like uh, yeah, either like a deep fake type of situation. Yeah, or I thought just they were like going to do something proper like editing that. to where it makes sense for the one hundred. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely like people had his image on a lot of things. I thought for sure he was part of the video, and not that I need him to be, but it was just like this weird expectation set that had nothing to do with it. And I'm like, yeah. what's happening? <laughs> It was. I think I definitely had more of the goosebump moments at the expo yeah, than right. this commercial. Right. It was still pretty sweet. The nice part cute. about this commercial was they posted it on their blog or Disney's web on the website actually, and it has more information below it. And the thing that I saw that I got excited about under the video it says Disney will also celebrate its biggest fans with exclusive events, sneak previews, and in September, a Disney 100-themed destination D23 just for members of the official Disney fan club. Wow. And I don't think we've heard much about that. So I want to know what that destination D23 is going to be. Should we go? I've never been oh to one. Gosh. That's already this September. It's when? September? September. Already. Seems a bit. Like it's like, I guess, already. Expo <laughs> Junior. Yeah. <laughs> D23 Expo Junior side, pocket size. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but they'll probably be doing big things if there's if it's a hundred. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the one to go to if any. Jeez, Louise. Okay, you know what? Also, I did see that. Um, I think Bob Iger, or you know, however they do emails from Bob Iger, was sent to all the D twenty three members um, with that Super Bowl commercial before it aired, and oh, he just like it nice. was just like a nice gesture, like, hey, you guys are our true fans. We want to share this moment with you before you see it at the Super Bowl. And I'm like, that was actually really cool. Very cute. I like that. I nice really touch. like it. Nice touch, yeah. Uh, some other things that they put in the press release with the video uh, are kind of specific and, and like nice. some of the nice things for us to look forward to. So it says, global audiences can enjoy an amazing slate of theatrical releases including Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm, and then they list everything out, like The Little Mermaid, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Pixar's Elemental, Indiana Jones' Dial of Destiny, The Marvels, The Haunted Mansion, and Walt Disney's Animation Studios' Wish. And when you put it like that, I'm like, wow, this year is pretty crazy. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There is definitely <laughs> it's a lot like going all on. all over the place. It's so fun. <laughs> you know, even if not everything's a hit, there's going to be hits in there, right? Yes, Because sure. we have a lot to choose from. So I'm pretty excited about that. Did you see the Heineken 
zero alcohol, non-alcohol commercial with Ant-Man. Yes, I did. <laughs> that one was interesting because half my, half of the time I'm like, oh my goodness, I couldn't believe they let Ant-Man do a beer commercial. That doesn't seem like Disney. And then when I realized <laughs> it was alcohol-free, I was like, oh my gosh, that's genius. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I had uh, a whole journey watching that. What were your thoughts? I also pretty much had the exact same journey. I was like... <laughs> what I guess this is really risky for them to do a yeah. beer commercial like okay and then I was like thinking about my brain started going way into like okay what is Marvel and where are they headed for like R-rated and all this other type of stuff like I was going way too deep into it and then I listened to them like they showed a close-up on the bottle and I was like wait a second what and I looked at it it's alcohol free and then I was like do they need commercials for alcohol free beer <laughs> Are there that many people that buy it? Like, I just thought that was interesting as well. But yeah, yeah, it is. And it's I guess it's it's going to hopefully get more people to feel included, I guess, if they are like sober or, you know, it's kind of it's interesting. Yeah, I, thought I, would this, think I thought the same exact thing. Yeah. Except it happens in like five seconds. Right. That thought process. It yeah. happens so quick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And then also Heineken zero, zero, just like the word zero in there made me think it was like a diet, like a no calorie. Like no sugar. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, what? But it's uh, zero <laughs> proof. And then it gets, yeah. oh, non-alcoholic beer. Okay. That's interesting. Got it. <laughs> and I appreciate, I mean, I'm not somebody who drinks beer for the taste. So I don't think I would enjoy this particular right. thing. But I do love like seeing more mocktail options out there in the world and for people who are non-drinkers sober whatever the case it's nice to have some options but yeah i went through that same thing like this is weird that's beer yeah <laughs> totally. i wonder if they're gonna serve it now at um pim's test kitchen oh I think yeah you know what actually they had um a tagline at the end of it it says now you can before you shrink oh but why did it cut out the drink? Oh, now, now you can, you can drink, drink before, before you, shrink. you shrink. But it cut off because the drink word. In Ant-Man verse, uh, the alcohol can't break down based on your body size. It's oh, something no, no, too no. big. I know that. Oh. But like at the end, it said like the tagline they kept saying was now you like drink before you shrink. Like you can't drink before you shrink. But it just says now you can before you shrink. I just thought it was weird oh, that they cut out now, now you, you can, can drink before you shrink. It was just, it was super weird to me. And I was like, okay. That is kind of weird. Now you can. Because <laughs> you're still drinking. You're just yeah. not drinking beer. <laughs> that was weird. All right. Super Bowl ads. Let's continue on. We have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the Super Bowl big game spot. So that's essentially a trailer for a trailer, which I'm fine with because I didn't watch the full trailer. I just watched the ad for the trailer, which was on the Super Bowl. Got me excited for the movie. What did you think? Yeah, it looks very cute. Um, I'm really excited for Rocket's backstory. It looks like we're getting a little more of his backstory yeah. in there. And he also has like a new little best friend, a little otter, Aww. Jacob. Very cute. Do you call him an otter? So <laughs> Jacob the there. otter. <laughs> yeah. Otter um, at Animal Kingdom. And then there's a couple people I actually wanted to ask you. There's a guy with a stone in his head. And I don't know who that is. Who is oh, that? Oh, with the Mohawk stone. What is no? Um... Oh, oh, I think that's um, the guy who I think Adam is his name, 
and he's played by the guy who played the Joker. And uh, there's like 50 Jokers out there yeah. in one of the TV <laughs> Gotham TV series. Um, I think I think that's him. Maybe not. Um, but yeah, his name is Adam. They they teed him up at the end of Volume Two when they showed those ladies in gold open up like his uh, cocoon. He comes oh, out of a cocoon okay. in the comics. And then they're like the perfect specimen or something. His name's Adam. Oh, wow. I think he's, um, I don't know if he's bad or good. He's like one of those people right on the line, I think. Oh, interesting. Depending on your point of view. So, yeah, he's supposed to be that. And then we also have, um, who else did you see? There was the other guy who said my secret mission is to create the perfect society, which made me think of like genocide. And I was like, well, what's going on here? Ooh, so who is that guy? I don't know. I don't know. who Who is the villain? I don't know. I don't know who the villain is. And then we also have, um, I'm searching it as we, the dog, Cosmo. screaming right now. Oh yeah, Cosmo's in it too. We have Cosmo and he gets to be very like cute. really part of the Guardians. That's very, very cute. Yeah, it's very cute. So that's like three talking animals that we have. <laughs> um, <laughs> and what's really cute about, you were saying more, we get to see more of Rocket's backstory. I heard that it's like the full on anchor for this movie. Like it's really revolving Aww. around that. So that'll be nice. It also makes me sad. I'm like, someone's going to die. Yeah. Who's going to die? I don't think it's going to be him, but who's going to die? And Ugh. then I also found out something interesting is that the writers have went on to confirm that Groot, the Groot that we've now seen in the last couple of movies and Avengers movies, that Groot is a different Groot than the one we saw in volume one. That Groot is dead. And oh. when they... When they grow more Groots, it's really like a different starting it's a piece of them, but it's a different it's a different being. Or something. Oh, and I thought that was so interesting and weird and cool. And now we see Groot is kind of like I don't know, like in his twenties, comparably. He's like bigger, but yeah. he's not as huge as the Groot we knew, right? Right. But he's not a kid anymore. Very cute. Wow, interesting. So, um, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, coming good. out soon. Ant Man also coming out soon. There is another movie trailer. Very excited. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. They also have their big GameSpot commercial for the trailer. What'd you think? I mean, it looks like an Indiana Jones film, but I'm excited about it. Like, it <laughs> looks good. I feel like we got a little lost on episode four. It felt too different and felt a little like a, another studio made it or something. You know how that happens? Yeah. Like Crystal else? Skull, right? Yeah, Crystal Skull. Sorry, you guys are going to hear sirens going by right now. Uh, you guys might have heard Ooh. something earlier that sounded kind of scary, a big loud noise, and now there's a bunch of sirens. So don't know what's going on, but it's not in my house. Be so safe, everyone. We've got objects floating out there that are unidentified. <laughs> Who knows what's happening out there? Um, Mike told me a scary story before this, too, and now I'm just like kind of creeped out. Anyways, back to Indiana Jones. Yes, it looks like a very classic Indiana Jones film. Um, he looks from the... Uh, trailer. He looks like he's doing a great job in it. I was a little worried about yeah. Harrison Ford being Indiana Jones because he's just he's an old man now. Like he really is, and Indiana Jones is a lot of work. So, uh, but it looks great, uh, and I feel like they captured already the like the mix that Indiana Jones has that not every action film does, where it's like action, comedy, and charisma, like kind of all like this perfect Ooh, bundle. I like the way you put that. <laughs> yeah, I I just feel like those three are some like real big piece of Indiana Jones that not they, like they don't all have. It's usually like action drama. And and then, you know you what, know. then you drip the John Williams score over the ad and yeah. it's just like, Oh my like, goodness. Okay. Buy my tickets now. He's back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I watched uh, an interview with Harrison Ford where they're asking him about some of the scenes they filmed where he's de-aged. And he had said, he's like really trying to champion the technology. And he was like, it's not CGI. That is my face. He said it was pulled from uh, hours and hours of footage that they used AI to know how his face moves from all his past movies, all Indiana Jones movies. And then he says, it's just like putting digital makeup on the actor. And that's me acting it with the, with the balls on his face or whatever. And I thought that was so cool the way he laid it out. I was like, all right, I'm there. I'm here for it. Yeah. He's like, listen, let's get used to this. And this is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's and cool. I mean, hello. You get to see yourself like de-aged in your. Yeah. I would form. love that too. Let's go. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was Indiana Jones coming this summer. And then I'm going to go off Disney for a second and over to the DC universe. So that's where Batman and all those people are. But they showed a trailer for The Flash. And this is supposed to be DC's big, like, reset movie. It's supposed to be supposedly also their, like, Spider-Man No Way Home. Because you have people from other DC universes in this movie. Like Michael Keaton as freaking Batman. I'm very excited. Um, (laughs) But it also feels a little too similar to what we got with Spider-Man. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm not familiar enough with The Flash to get excited about it and or know what's going on. But I was really confused. Like, is this like a Flash versus Batman movie or is the Flash and Batman come together? Like, how do they know each other? What's that deal? Oh, that's a good. Those are all good questions. And I don't know the answers. I think um, they're going to probably be allies. What I do remember is, oh, I actually am remembering poorly. In one of the DC movies, because they're not that great, uh, <laughs> there was a part where the Flash ran by and one of the heroes caught on to him. I think it was Superman because maybe he can manipulate speed as well. Uh, but I also thought it was Batman or could have been both of them. So I think they like caught on to the Flash and he's kind of like um, uh, Amer- I was going to say America Ferreira, not Ugly Betty. Um, America Chavez. Chavez, yeah, he's kind of like her. So he can use his speed to run through to all the other multiverses. And if someone like equivalent to Doctor Strange like catches on, then they go after him. Right. So maybe okay. that's how, how the movie is going to be. But it seems interesting them combining. Uh, I mean, this is like 90s Batman. That yeah. is, and they even had the, the Danny Elfman score. I was like, what? Yeah, bring Weird. it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that's the Flash. Uh, but yeah, same. I'm not excited about the Flash himself. More so the Batman Right. Thing. Same. Um, hey, they had Popcorners. And the Popcorners chips and snacks had a commercial. And I know you're a Breaking Bad fan. So they brought back uh, two of the cast members from Breaking Bad. They actually called the ad Breaking Good. Which, funny. Okay. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the commercial? First of all, I probably could have come up with a better title. But um, I loved it. I I. Absolutely love the series. We watched it twice all the way through. Um, And I love how many references they made to it. I can't even remember what they said, but we knew that they were going to have Tuco. And then sure enough, there he was. And he was all tight, tight. And I'm like, yes, that's all I wanted from you. What's the skin in my life? Other people. There was was the cameo, right? It wasn't just, what's his name? I don't know. Jesse and. Walter. um, Walter White. Walt. Yep. And then, and then Tuco, Tuco you said yeah, up. yeah. Oh, that's that was, cute. It was great. So it was very, um, it felt very Breaking Bad, and it was very cool. However, 
It was for popcorn or so So you bring up a good point. Like, what is that line, the very blurry line between like nostalgia or just cashing a paycheck? Because there are other commercials that popped up with like big stars. And I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, okay, I love to see them, but T-Mobile, really? Yeah. (laughs) And that was like the Scrubs guys and John Travolta. I'm like, okay. And then Clueless... You know, Cher, a.k.a. Alicia Silverstone from, like, our generation. We were so excited about Clueless all the time. She shows up. I was excited. And then Rakuten ad. I was like, what? Rakuten? (laughs) So, I don't know. It's interesting. I guess they need the paycheck. Why not, I suppose? But I'm wondering, too, like, what would have happened if somebody like Bette Midler didn't champion Hocus Pocus 2? (laughs) And all we got was like a Doritos Super Bowl commercial with yeah. the three witches. And that was it. Like it's, that is a very it's a, good point. It's a very uh, thin line. There I like it when it makes a lot of sense. Like the popcorners one was like kind of in the media. Like it's like, eh, it kind of makes sense. Like he, Tuco was like, oh, you're going to make me 100. I need 150. Like that was exactly how it was in the show. Like just there's a couple things that they were able to relate between popcorners and meth in this case but (laughs) but um you know it's like i i guess it's supposed to be that good or whatever so like there's some things that could relate but it wasn't a clear path to it i like when they can make it a lot cleaner like oh this is an obvious match like yeah if you think popcorners is like this reminds me of methamphetamine and walter white like that's that's (laughs) when you bring those in you know yeah (laughs) how do they get there that is very very weird um (laughs) I'm trying to think, yeah, like if they had, like if T-Mobile had Lady Gaga and Beyonce performing their telephone music video song, like that makes sense, There's right? That's that T-Mobile yeah. commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. We, right. T-Mobile hire us. Disney hire us. We have Serious. All the, <laughs> we have all the ideas. Okay. So Melissa McCarthy, she did a commercial. It wasn't um, one worth talking about. I don't even know the product, but it was a musical. And that was the first time I was like, okay, I could see Melissa McCarthy as Ursula because she's going to be playing Ursula later this year in The Little Mermaid. I didn't really think she even sang, so that was kind of cool. That's cool. I didn't get to see um, that one. I, I, I also it. noticed a lot of um, heartstring pulling throughout the Super Bowl commercials, non-Disney ads, but like the dog food commercial, like, oh my God, that got to my heart. There was another <laughs> one that used animals. There was a funny Sarah McLaughlin one where she came back and did that sad um, so- angel song. the arms song where of the yeah. angel. <laughs> and then she like pops out of a tent and it's not for that commercial at all. Oh my God, it's um, hilarious. So there was a lot of that. And it works on me. That were, there were a farmer's dog commercial it was so sweet. It worked on me. It was basically showing this little girl growing up with her dog. And then all of a sudden, um, when the dog's like at its old age, it resets. And then you see the whole thing again through the dog's eyes. Oh my god, it was just so cute. Like growing up with her, going to school, college, getting married, all that stuff. Sounds like Toy Story. Very like Toy Story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Totally Toy Story. Heartstrings. Jinx. Um, Very cute. But yeah, if there are any other commercials out there that our listeners want to talk about, let us know. We love to share opinions on these. I think we captured most of them, though. Awesome. There was also, I was talking about UFOs earlier when you said... I was just going to ask, did you miss that one? Because... The UFO uh, phenomena that we were talking about earlier actually reached its peak when a lot of us who are following the UFO thing thought that all of this was leading to that stupid U2 commercial. (laughs) 
and you two <laughs> announced their Las Vegas residency in the new sphere at Las Vegas. And it happened to also feature floating gray metallic orbs in the sky. And I'm like, what is going on? That is. But I guess it's unrelated, I guess. Such weird timing. I love it, Very though. Weird. You came at me and you're like, what if this was all a publicity stunt? And I'm like, that would be <laughs> messed up. But yeah. I, I and also I, if I was, uh, <laughs> If I were Bono and I was doing that and then the government got involved, I would feel so scared that I would just pretend I didn't do anything. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, nope. So it still could have been. That. I'm not with them. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know. I didn't do that. Right? Yeah. And then also, if you actually didn't do it, you're kind of like, this is perfect. (laughs) Right? I got to say, the new sphere thing (laughs) is going to be pretty cool. I I am considering going. I don't know how much the tickets for you two. I don't care about you two specifically, but I want to go to that sphere. And they're the first um, performers that are going to be there. It's supposed to be, like, so out of this world and do all kinds of cool fancy digital and special effects inside and all of the concerts that have to be there are uh, recorded in partnership with Madison Square Gardens company and it's specific for that theater so you'll huh. never see it like it can't go on tour like you two couldn't take it on tour oh right It'd just it's the actual physical place yeah that go it's anywhere. like some version of like like Soren mixed with like what? IMAX and a crazy like BTS concert like they have all those capabilities within this dome thing wait are you sure it can't like get up and fly across the sky and hover <laughs> you might and... as well at this point who knows <laughs> well if you are curious Ooh. about ufos and or conspiracies more on that after an important message from bob Iger. Oh, i think that's bob there he is all right bob thanks for your updates on the earnings call I think I said earning again earnings call <laughs> um I have to say these earnings call are once a quarter I always forget about them somehow um and I used to think stuff like this was boring but now I find it fascinating um I try to listen into as many as I can and I did not get to listen to this last one however I did check out the highlights and I feel like there's just a few things that are like super noteworthy and you may have already heard about some of these but let's go ahead and go through them so first off disney beat their goal on earnings per share and revenue so they're doing super well financially yep um and disney parks alone reported profits of 2.1 billion which is up by 35 percent from last year so that's huge huge so those things that they put in place like i guess are working i mean we bought probably what Eight lightning lanes combined over <laughs> right. the last yeah. month. <laughs> Yikes. It was funny, too, on this last trip, even just to Disneyland, I was like, I mean, 20 bucks is a lot of money, but if it can save you, like, when you're in the moment and it can save you, like, three hours of waiting in line, like, it's you're going to hit the button, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> And they're going to be like, ching, ching. But, ching, ching. Increases. Yeah, Woo. Exactly. Um, so with that said, I think it was because Q4 was still such a big hit to the company that they did announce a pretty big layoff. Um, it's 7,000 employees are going to be laid off pretty soon too. That's a lot. However, you have to keep in mind that most companies right now are going, I don't know. I don't want to say most, a lot of companies and especially yeah, in the entertainment industry, are going through layoffs. And when you do the numbers on this, uh, 
thousand human beings are gonna be displaced from their job it's only three percent of the company isn't that crazy disney is just so huge yeah like i wanted to see that because a lot of them uh, report their percentage too of layoff uh and i was just curious to see if that i thought it was going to be like 10 14 like floating around that because a lot of companies are doing that percentage and it was like only three percent i'm like okay that's good but just thinking of the physical amount of people that are no longer going to be able to work with disney is pretty sad yeah that is a lot yeah um, so more on that to come later. I guess um, after the layoffs are done, they're going to be announcing a little bit more information on why and like like why certain groups were chosen, etc. So I guess we'll hear about that later. Yeah, and Bob Iger. I mean, he jumped in there. He's restructuring, and I guess you know part of right. that means these unfortunate layoffs. Yeah, and restructuring also often creates a lot of duplicate jobs, right? So like yeah. So sometimes, and some of the yeah. people, like our HR brain, some of the people too who are who are just kind of, uh, you know, the staple guy in the office right. show movie. What is that movie? The Office Space. Office Space, yeah. Yeah, there are, there really are, and there's not that many. And I I love employees, but there are people out there who are in Disney. I can imagine if that's that big, that. We're just waiting for someone to be like, wait, what do you do? And they right. actually not. I can picture somebody. <laughs> okay, like, oh, they got me. So hopefully it's not. It's only like some of that. And I'm sure they did lose some really good talent. Too, right. Though. I was actually at the park when this was announced. And I kept thinking when I would see certain things in the park, like there would be moments where I would just see like five cast members just standing because they have to like wait for the character to come out or whatever it is. But there's a lot oh, of yeah. like time that's kind of seems wasted so i'm like in my operations brain is like how can we fix this to where you don't have five people standing around for 30 minutes like how can we you yeah know, eliminate I've stuff seen, like that like, sometimes when a ride is temporary closed they'll like have like six people yeah they're out there just to there. tell people it's closed yeah like, <laughs> wait a minute don't let don't let uh the the numbers people see that right, right? because then they're gonna be like what is this like what even though if they have doing? a purpose doesn't matter it looks doesn't look great right yeah <laughs> So that was pretty much the really, really bad part of the call, right? So that that was kind of disappointing. Everything else seemed pretty well um, spoken and things are going good financially. And then they also did a little bit of the earnings call that I like to say is a D23 issue <laughs> where we get to hear about new things, which is the whole yeah. reason I listen to earnings calls, truthfully. Um you get to hear like something you'd hear at the expo. And we got some information at this earnings call. And one is that they are coming out with a bunch of new movies and no dates on these yet. However, Toy Story 5 is coming out, Frozen 3, and Zootopia 2. So all, do you call them sequels? That they're, it's just an endless sequel, right? If it's adding on. Uh, a sequel, yeah, yeah. A sequel to okay. Frozen. A sequel right. to... I am actually excited about all three of those. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm nervous about Toy Story 5. I know Toy Story 4 wasn't a lot of people's favorites. Um, but I feel like they've I've, they've been doing so well with everything. That I have like so much trust in them. I feel like they'll fix it and make it even better. Um, right. Exactly. Yeah. I think to also we have to remember Disney used to have in the 90s and early 2000s a separate studio called Toon Studio who would do those sequels that were direct-to-video. And those were not good. 
the sequels we've been getting over the last 10 years, like they're good. They're, they're really feature good. film quality. Yeah. It's the actual studios making them. And and they're, if they take their time, it usually means it's going to be better because they're really trying to look for a story there. Right. So I'm excited. I think Frozen 3, to me, should be a trilogy. I feel like after watching Frozen 2, it felt like the next chapter, but I want at least one more. Yeah. I hope I that. that they give Elsa a girlfriend or a, a wife or a partner. And I feel like now's the time that they actually might finally say yes to the writers who have been asking for that just because of all the inclusivity efforts. Mm-hmm. And how I'd want it to be done is as simple as just starting it out. And she already has the family. Like, you don't have to explain it. Like, she'll have the wife lady that was from the forest that they're already flirting. And then maybe they have some kids that they adopted. But it doesn't need to be, like, a big storyline about her coming out or something. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. I love that. I um, And I also love that all three of these movies that are coming out have lands, either, like, in development or already existing so they can easily adapt these into the parks really quickly too yeah yeah i like that zootopia 2 zootopia 1 was so good you know i think we i just want to spend more time in that world so that'll be fun uh toy story 5 though i'm with you where i'm like well four four was like its own thing it felt like it didn't even need to exist, but it was okay that it existed because it, it it's was like done the Indiana really Jones crystal skull thing, right? It's yeah, like... <laughs> and it almost is like an epilogue. So I don't know how you can do another one after you already like really shut it down, and they already kind of went dark with Woody going into midlife crisis right? and all that. Yeah. So I don't know how they're going to bring it back, but you said it; they they know what they're doing. So I'm sure Pixar they'll figure it out. Yeah, I have a lot of faith in them. So. Um, But nonetheless, exciting news that we got out of the earnings call for that. And then along with that, we got announcement in the earnings call that we are going to be getting an Avatar experience in Disneyland. And I think, oh, shoot, I should have listened for this. I forgot if he said Disneyland Resort or just Disneyland. Disneyland Resort. He did say Resort. Okay. Okay. At least that's the phrase that I've been seeing, uh, like bloggers and stuff use with their theories. Yeah. Good. And I think that's a good differentiation, right? Because a lot of the theories I'm seeing out there are that it could just be um, like a pop-up experience type of thing in one of those big buildings in downtown Disney. Yeah, it could or, be like over uh, at the uh, ESPN zone. Yeah. Um, so my question for you is if this experience comes, where – I just want to ask where, but I also am curious – about what you think it's going to be like because I, this last one was all water so it's like to me very curious of how they're going oh. to put it into anywhere do you know what i mean i i think that's a good point i my theory is a combination of some of the other fans and then my own which is it will be a platform that will remain where it is until all the avatar sequels are done Whoa, so do you remember, um, so pretty long, right? <laughs> do you remember how they sort of took over Tomorrowland Theater and it was just promoting each of the sequel tri- trilogy sequels that were coming out? Uh, like that, I would say like a very, that's a very soft version, but they're going to probably create some big ass experience somewhere, wherever it is. And it'll always be like up to date with what just came out or what's coming out. And so you'll always be excited about the next Avatar. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be a ride. Just there's no room over there. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a ride either. I I haven't gotten time to look into what anybody thinks about this. Um, I just watched one video about the earnings call and they mentioned they think that they're going to put a flight of passage 
in the Hollywood land. I'm like, there's zero room for that flight of passage. Yeah, like yeah, they so don't small. realize that once you go into the back lot area where Monsters Inc. is, that butts up to the Esplanade and like the the bus area. Like there's no room to build that giant yeah. ass building. That building for flight passage is massive. It's like huge. <laughs> it's so big. Yeah. And you need more of them to suck up people because like Disney World built a third theater at theirs. I mean, not a third theater. I'm thinking of Soren all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> they built a third Soren. So I'm trying to imagine Soren picked up and put over. There's not enough space. No, there's to not. Put, let alone. Yeah. That many. Yeah. So I don't, I also don't think it's an attraction. I would, I think he, A would have saved it if it's an attraction and B would have just said it's an attraction instead of an yeah. experience. Right. Experience. Um, right. They don't really call our attractions experiences, even though it is a fancier word in my opinion, but nonetheless, <laughs> oh, I, I always call uh, rise of the resistance to get people hyped. It's, like, it's, an, it's an experience. It's an experience. I, I also use that. That's uh, one of my hat words a lot. <laughs> Immersive experience. Those are my two favorite. Ooh, but it is exciting. <laughs> Who knows? I think avatar fever is back. They saw the billions made. So they need to do something, I guess on the West coast. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. I was thinking it would probably be in that backstage area in DCA, but like a small thing, similar to what they did when you could like sled down snow hills with, or oh, slide down yeah. whatever it was with uh, Olaf and Elsa and have snowball fights, like that kind of space. Um, I would love it if they would bring that like light, that thing to life where it's black light, kind of like they have in Pandora in Disney World, but even more so because you Ooh. have like a what do they call it when you when you can control lighting there's like a like a just controlled space i guess you have the weather controlled the lighting controlled and you can make it beautiful the entire day through so uh Ooh, hoping it's cool. one of those or um even where flynn's arcade was before i think that building is just like empty i don't even know what they're doing yeah with that. it just sits there yeah so we'll see Whoa, 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 stop everything. Stop the press releases. Stop the earnings call. What is that? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> so uh, we talked about it several times already on this episode because it's just forever in my mind since last Friday. Forever in my mind? It's been in my mind since the Chinese balloon was shot down over the U.S. And then all of a sudden we have like four, three or four, I want to say four, three more floating objects that are undetected and so you and i were talking and we're like this is the best time to do a conspiracy episode of the <laughs> yes. disney holic show so here we are yes um and i thought it would be fun to just like bring a couple each to the table and see if we've heard about them and what we think about them so i'm gonna go ahead and start off with one of them and one of the ones that i've always heard about and kind of looked into when we were doing another really dark episode from a patreon <laughs> shout out to christina um it was a request to do disneyland deaths and this conspiracy is all around the fact that disney park hides their deaths or is able oh. disneyland is able to say or disney parks are able to say that no one has ever died in their parks which is a whole thing so um it's like I don't know how to say it, but Disney parks supposedly find ways to get away with it. Uh, rumors have said that Disney rushes like injuries out of the park as quickly as possible so that the person who may be passing away actually passes in another location. So they get out of saying that that person died in Disneyland, right? 
even no. though the action that created it was in Disneyland or any Disney park. Um, and they've also have said, or not, not they, when I say they, I don't mean Disney. This is just like rumors, okay? Yeah, the last <laughs> one clarify. you just described, I always tell people that conspiracy theory. I'm yeah. like, did you know people don't die here because they bring them off site? So that's definitely a conspiracy yeah, theory. Yeah, it's definitely a big one. Um, they also, or people have also rumored and said that EMTs are not allowed to pronounce someone dead on the site without a doctor being present. So a doctor is actually the one that will uh, announce the death. Um, and we've already debunked this one because one of our friends is an EMT and he said, no, we can definitely, there's like different levels of EMT and there's always yeah. somebody there, almost always that can pronounce someone dead on site. Um, and then also it's, it's just not true as Disney's reported deaths in their park before. So for instance, I don't actually, That's I'm true. not going to bring up any, but there's been some that yeah. happen like spot on on that moment. And those are um, announced as deaths in the park. So this one is debunked, but it's definitely a conspiracy theory. So now you know that if you hear this one out there, you can tell people it is not true. Not true. <laughs> Fake news, okay? <laughs> And then uh, I have a couple other, but Mike, do you have any that you wanted to bring? I have so many, <laughs> but what, I'll just go quickly because what I did was I categorized them okay. by different things. So I'll, I'll do a couple of categories and then I want to hear some more of yours and I got some of mine. So okay. I started with um, conspiracy theories that involve a collaboration between Disney and the U.S. government. Ooh. So I have a category for that. And these are all kind of pretty silly and obvious, but people are saying the government uses Disney movies and TV shows to subliminally indoctrinate children with their political <laughs> and social agendas. Yes. The thing is, I would think this is a hilarious theory at all times, but there are people now who actually believe that. Oh, I'm hearing it all the time lately, yeah. right? <laughs> That's so weird. All the time. Um, there's, it's other similar phrasing i found here disney corporation u.s government create propaganda to manipulate the public opinion and through their media empire Ooh, when you use words like that it makes empire. it sound more ominous <laughs> uh they say the government uses disney theme parks as a place to conduct secretive meetings and negotiations with foreign dignitaries and other high-level officials this but, is I mean, my favorite you've is... said so far because like <laughs> Why the hell would they go to Disney parks? Because everyone <laughs> like would Epcot? see them. They'd be so, yeah, Epcot, like behind the walls. There's so many Fine. like ab abandoned uh, conference yeah. rooms over there. <laughs> um, I would think and a more secret location more... probably a better idea than the most popular theme parks in the world. <laughs> right, yeah. Beacon of light pointing out where you are. Um, so there's one more here that falls into this uh, Disney U.S. government category, which is the government uses Disneyland. So it's kind of that way. The government uses Disneyland as a testing ground for the government's new technologies for crowd control, surveillance and social engineering. OK. So, I mean, I feel like the, the truth to that is that that is happening. But whether or not you think the government is up to it, so the, is the government is behind magic bands. <gasps> yeah, that's, a, that's the theory that they're saying. And I'm like, uh, I don't think Disney can even get it together to properly use <laughs> the data for just reservation system. I don't think the government. Right. Uh, but yeah, those are some funny theories in those categories. What else did you have? Um. So the next one on my list was Walt Disney's Frozen Head. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of my favorites. Yeah. So I'm sure some of you or most of you probably by now have heard that there's a big rumor and conspiracy theory that Walt Disney has his head frozen so that he can at one day come back to life. And I actually like this one a little bit because, I mean, it's dark um, and I definitely don't believe it's true. However, Walt Disney was like known to be a futurist and an innovator. So like, right. It, it kind of would be cool if he did. I wouldn't hate him at all for it. I'm like, all right, this is like yeah. exactly I your think jam. If, if someone had offered to him and he was kind of <laughs> right. confident it works, he would have totally done it. Right, right. <laughs> right yeah. And there's some other um, things that happened around his time that kind of helped this conspiracy theory grow. So right, like a couple years, I think. I think it was only two years before Walt's passing. Um, this book came out, and it's called The Prospect of Immortality. And this was written by the founder of the cryogenics mo- uh, movement, Robert Ettinger, who later, in fact, froze his body during, like, when he was about to pass. So he, what? yes, he and a hundred other people, I think this was 2011 or something, so it was way later. But he had written this book because he was, like, the he was the founder of cryogenics and he was writing about it. And if Walt Disney had heard about this book right before his passing and he's like, well, you know, yeah. so that was pretty interesting that that just happened to come out at the same time. Um, and then also there was a rumor that got a lot of heat because supposedly a reporter snuck into the hospital after Walt Disney's <laughs> death and saw Walt Disney's body frozen in a tall cylindrical uh, chamber that you could see it through a window. The whole body. The whole body. Not even just his head, just his whole (laughs) body. And they were like, you know, we're going to defrost him one day and he's going to be reanimated, which I love because that's also a very Disney term, right? Reanimate him. Let's do it. You know, this is making me want to watch Demolition Man. Remember that movie? I love it. Um. And then, like, kind of on the side of that, this was another uh, thing I read while I was doing research that was really interesting. Uh, there's a another conspiracy theory around this that involves Frozen, the movie Frozen. And oh. supposedly, Disney chose the word Frozen for the f- title of the film so that they can dilute the searches of Disney and Frozen ending up with Walt Disney's Frozen head. So like now you search Disney Frozen and you get genius. the movie, right? <laughs> Gene, yes. I wonder if, yeah, because it would have been like the Snow Queen or something. It was based off that book, not Frozen. When that word came out of the title, I thought it was weird at the time. Right. <gasps> I'm into that theory. I believe it. I love it. I love it. And I also have had this happen where I'm trying to search something and it pops up the me- most famous version of whatever the words I'm talking about. No, I'm looking for this more obscure thing. And I get all mad. And yeah. that's exactly what they would have done in this situation. Suckers. <laughs> yep. Frozen. And then last but certainly not least, Walt Disney's famous quote was, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. So here we are. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> he would have, he would have been right up there on that list of frozen bil- millionaires. I'm imagining it was like a lot of rich people at the time. They right. probably, there are probably frozen people out there, like the founder of that company. Yeah, but. supposedly him and a hundred others did it. So somewhere we have a hundred bodies frozen in storage somewhere, I'm assuming still. That's kind of creepy. And they get the last laugh if they wake up in like they 300 do. years. They're just going to melt <laughs> like away and be like, ha ha suckers. <laughs> but then like, do you just come back to the same 
body you were in because that's if you wait until you're about Oof. to die that's not what are you gonna do come back yeah and live they a would need to like weeks. captain america you a little bit with an injection or something yeah. um I have some theories here that I put together that are from Disneyland specific. Ooh, okay. And I actually haven't heard of a couple of these before. These were new to me. One conspiracy theory is that the Matterhorn ride at Disneyland was built with tunnels and secret chambers for Walt Disney himself so he could use it to get away from the park or escape undetected. Aww. <laughs> I never heard of that. I know there's a basketball court, right? That's that all I know about it. Yeah, a basketball proven. court in a break yeah. room or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So apparently there's this theory out there. Have you heard that? I haven't. It makes me sad, though. He's like needs to hide. He's like tired of all these people. (laughs) I need to go escape into the Matterhorn. Yeah, just go. (laughs) You know, you just need a moment. You know, you need a moment. Yeah, I mean, I would would need it. So, (laughs) you know what the best moment is? If you if anyone's out there and still working in a corporate office, it's the IT closets, right? Oh, my God. And they're always air conditioned and so (laughs) nice in there. Yep, there's yep. there's a moment for you. Um, and then one other one in the Disneyland conspiracy theory category was kind of silly. The Haunted Mansion at Disneyland is actually haunted oh, by yes. the ghosts of people who died on the premises before it was built. What? It's an orange grove. I did. I guess, maybe. <laughs> I did hear this one before. And I also heard there's all sorts of haunts in the Haunted Mansion that um, there were like construction workers or maintenance and... Ooh. People got electrocuted or they fell from the stretching room when they were building it or whatever the situation was. Yeah. Spooky. This one's kind of hard to prove, too. So Right. It's just yeah. Kinda, you either believe or you're not a believer. Right. Um, I have a couple more. Do you have more th- conspiracies? I have one more. Do you want me to run Ooh, with it? It's us. also kind of in the park. Um, the, the part of this was in the park for me. So... This last conspiracy theory that I brought up is that Walt Disney was a Freemason. Now, (laughs) uh, Freemasons in the conspiracy world are known to be like some of the most evil humans on Earth. So if you've ever fallen down this rabbit hole conspiracy theory, it gets really dark. Um, They're often compromised of or uh, composed. What's the word? (laughs) Compromised. Comprised. 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 I'm like, (laughs) compromised? That's wrong. Comprised of like super wealthy and famous people. Um, Think like world leaders and people that seem untouchable. And Walt Disney was up there, right? So like he could fit right in in that crowd. Um, And Freemasons are known to use a lot of symbology, have secret clubs, secret meetings, and plenty of like codes and code words and whatnot. Um, And then one of the most popular is in the use of the number 33. So, and this could be in any way. So like it's the number itself. It could be like having sequences of 33, um, 33 objects in a pattern, uh, 33 degree angles is another really popular one. Wow. So this is where it gets to be a personal story. So one time I took my friend to Disneyland who was a huge conspiracy theorist, theorist, even though I love him to death. Um, and he kept like lightweight freaking out with some of the symbology around the parks, especially when we got into Fantasyland. He was like, are you not seeing this? Like there's all this symbology that led back to the Freemasons. He's like, I told you Walt Disney is a Freemason, like big, big dramatic moments. Um, And then he started pointing out some design elements to me that were made with like 33 degree angle was very popular. Um, And I was kind of like, 
whatever. But then at some point I was like, oh, that is a little weird, right? Like, why do we keep seeing 33 <laughs> everywhere? And then I was like, oh, you know what? Actually, it's kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> there's this club. Or I was like, Walt, had, Walt Disney had a meeting spot here called Club 33, right? And he's like, what? Like, oh, he probably freaked out. Yeah, he's like, Club 33? Like, what? what is it? Like, what do you mean? What is it? And I was like, well, it's a secret club. And he's like, secret club? Like, secret? <laughs> 33? You're putting all these words in that are too close to each other for this conspiracy. Um, he's like, what can you show me? I was like, no, you actually have to be a member to get in. And he's like... So you're telling me that Walt Disney has a secret club named Club 33 and you have to be a member of said secret club to get in? And I was like, well, yeah, okay, it's a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) It has all the ingredients of a conspiracy theory. It does. uh, Secret cabal of people planning and plotting. Right. Um, And then as I like looked more into it, it's really fun. It's like if you just... Like, I used to have a ton of free time in my 20s, and I went down this rabbit hole. It gets crazy when it you does, get into right? it. right? You see them everywhere around yeah. you, like in your own cities, in the architecture. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. You see a lot in, like, the conspiracy theories about what Freemasons do when they meet, and, like, they have, like, sacrifices, all this crazy stuff. It's really interesting. Um, but then I've also learned the uh, good side of Freemasons that, supposedly it's just a front but we'll see um but yeah so that side of it is actually a really good thing and Walt Disney may have just have been one of those guys one of the good Freemasons and you know and he could have used his the the room because it wasn't fully the club yet right he could have used it for those meetings yeah you know (laughs) imagine you look up and you see all these people like in cloaks and hoods and like candles (laughs) exactly big owl statues like (laughs) Uh, well, let's hope not. <laughs> All right, what else do you got? I have one last category here for you from a galaxy far, far away. So I searched for Star Wars conspiracy theories. I love it. What I ended up finding was more of like fan theories, but I think they're still pretty fun. And, All right. Uh, reckon you'll you'll uh, have heard of these. I'm I'm pretty sure. So there's a lot of people out there that think Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be a Sith Lord, and that. The fan reaction to him made them take that storyline out. And so he didn't go through that character arc as planned. Um, we'll never know, I guess, unless George Lucas says something. I feel like they should have done it even more so with the fans' reactions. Like, oh, what now? He's the most powerful yeah. Sith of all time. You guys are talking shit. It's so weird because they kind of just like, they made such a big introduction to this character. And then all of a sudden he was just like in the background in the Senate. For yeah. the next two movies. Like weird. Yeah. So th- there's there's enough of an absence of Jar Jar Binks in the second and third part of those uh, episodes that create space for these fans to come up with conspiracy theories. Right. Because, <laughs> why else was it like that? Um, another one here was that Darth Vader was never originally intended to be Luke Skywalker's father when the first movie was written as is and then they decided to make it more dramatic and put a twist in and then that's where that came about and that the theory is that george never had it planned that way um at all i don't know that's another weird one can you prove it i'm not sure i don't know m night Shyamalan was like hold up we need to <laughs> we need to put a yeah, twist we need on a this twist in here <laughs> i mean he did make the 
make Leia kind of Luke's love interest for a second. And if you already knew that was going to be their father, I don't know if he would have written that. So that maybe is there is some weight here to this theory. <laughs> uh, and then I have one last one that's silly, and it goes back to the government conspiracies. So someone thinks, or a group of people think, Star Wars franchise itself is secretly controlled by the government as a means of promoting their agenda and start to condition us to accept authoritarian rule. Oh, okay. Ooh. I don't think a movie's going to change anyone's mind. George Lucas <laughs> is like, let's get the Nazis back. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, it's always bothered me about um, the First Order's outfits, like, and that they sell them in the park because they look a lot like Nazi outfits. I'm not going to lie. Like, even the color schemes, everything. And so I'm like, can we not dress like little little kids up like that with those weird hats? It's such a good point because it it works in the movies because it's like, okay, they're inspired by these scary regimes like in Germany and North Korea when they had these evil things. But then to sell it as a costume is yeah, weird. it's like as just a, one step a little too it. far for me. But you know, <laughs> yeah, wow, wow, yeah. Those are all the conspiracy theories that I was able to sniff out for us. That's good, good stuff. Uh, it's such a fun time to bring them all up. I was like, I remember you and I were talking about themes for this episode, and it just like all of a sudden came. It was like here it is. He's yeah. like flying spheres through, through the sky. Handed right our episode. It's all for the Disney Holics, <laughs> yes. actually, guys. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, we this is all a big promotion. Scan the QR code on the object that you see floating above. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, since we've been talking about conspiracy theories, aliens, and Valentine's Day all in this episode, I thought we could maybe play a game that I'm going to call the Disney Holics Dating Game. Ooh. And I'm going to put you to the test, Mike, and anyone out there who wants to play along, please feel, fe- uh, please feel free to scream along. At the podcast. All right. So I'm going to read you clips and pieces of dating profiles of some of our favorite Disney aliens. And let's see if you can guess who they are. Yeah. So we've got the aliens coming, coming to visit us. And so I thought we would check out their dating profiles. All right. So the first one, some pieces from theirs says... I prefer people of smaller stature as I am myself. My... Oh my God, this is so cute. Now I get a, I could picture, I'm like, I'm in the chair and then there's the wall and then this character is talking to me and I can only hear the character, <laughs> Yes, right? yes, exactly. Okay, okay. Um, can you repeat, please? Yes. <laughs> I prefer people of smaller stature as I am myself. My best trait. people of smaller stature. Yep, small stature. Oh, there's more. Okay. Yep, there's a few. My best trait is that I am a hard worker. I may not be trustworthy, but I can bargain for just about anything. I would love to scavenge your body, but careful, I've been known to have sticky fingers, wink, wink. (laughs) I like long walks on sand dunes, and maybe we can catch a double sunset together. Oh. Ah. All right. Are those all Who the clues? Who do you think it is? Um, okay. Can you tell me again the part about um, sticky fingers? Yes. I would love to scavenge your body, but careful. I've been known to have sticky fingers. Oof. Okay. Is it a character's name or a 
type of character type of thing is it a name it's a it's a type of thing for this oh okay is it the um oh my god what are they called is it the things that put your part your belongings and treasures in their big box and they drive around yeah yes jawas (laughs) you know i couldn't i keep i confuse jawas with sand what are they called Um, sand people i think sand people people and the tuscan raiders Tuscan, yeah, I'm, I confuse them. Okay, so Jawas, yeah, with the hoods, look like Orko. Yeah, <laughs> the so eyes cute, underneath. yeah. <laughs> so cute. Oh, that was a good dating profile. Good. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll swipe whatever direction the kids are swiping yeah, you, now. Yeah, right? Days. I think it's right. I think right's a good one. Right, swipe I'll right swipe on some right. Jawas. All right, and let's move to this next one. And I did run these by Jacob first, and he said some of these are too hard or not written well enough. <laughs> so we'll see oh. how we go here. Um, some of these are also obscure. Because you know how I oh, like to gosh. do Oh, gosh. Okay. So, good luck. All right. A date with me would be perfect. We can go fishing and then cuddle in a warm spot of sunshine. I may sleep a lot, but I also love to play and have naps in boxes. I like to be a bit ironic, as you may have noticed by my name. One of my favorite pastimes is following the death of my owner. I went with two Avengers into space during their quest to find a laboratory. I can be your best friend, but if you cross me, I may have to take you down with my tentacle manifestation or even scratch out your left eye. (laughs) So the eye in question is Nick Fury's eye, and that's how he got his eye patch in the MCU. And this is the cat from Captain Marvel, and I don't know the cat's name. Is the name (laughs) Cat? Is it just cat? No. Or dog? I said it's or... ironic. Cat wouldn't be very ironic, oh, would it? <laughs> it is, it's a weird name, right? It's oh, okay. Goose. So know... Goose. Okay, Goose. Yay! All Ooh, right. That one was fun. I went from, in my head, I was like, Marie, and then it changed to Rocket, and then all of a sudden, it came, became clear <laughs> to me that this is Goose. <laughs> yes, and feel free to jump in with your guesses as we go along, too. All right, next one up. You would be in luck if you pick me because I can live just about anywhere on land or sea. I am loyal and courageous. However, I have also been known to be extremely clumsy and annoying. I have a very long tongue and I'm not afraid to use it, but be careful, it's slimy. (laughs) If I take a while to respond, that is probably because I'm on a mission to help a Jedi... Let's just hope I don't break the ship. I don't want to get banished again. Banished from a ship with a long, sticky tongue (laughs) and maybe... Oh, but with a Jedi? Can you say the first couple again? Yeah, you would be in luck if you pick me because I can land or I can live just about anywhere on land or sea. I am loyal and courageous. However, I'm also known to be extremely clumsy and annoying. Clumsy and annoying? <laughs> Land and sea? <laughs> okay, so uh, my initial guess is the only things in my mind right now are first is that frog lady <laughs> with the, the eggs <laughs> right? that Grogu was eating from Mando. But you said Jedi. There's no Jedi in that storyline. So not her? Not her. However, there is a Jedi in that storyline. Oh. Grogu, right? Okay. 
Oh, uh, uh, there you go. Uh, but he does identify uh, as Mandalorian, so I don't know. Okay, fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, okay, so, but it is Star Wars. It is Star Wars. Okay, Sticky Tongue. That throws me off. I keep going to, like, Rapunzel about, and Tangle, and it's not. To what, what part of this would, would have given it away for me is being able to be on land or sea, but mostly the tongue plus clumsy and annoying. Oh, wait. Was he already brought up in this episode <laughs> <Yes>. today? <laughs> is it Sith Lord Jar Jar Binks? It sure is. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> oh, the tongue, the clumsy. Yep, it all adds up. Amphibious. Duh. Hello. Okay. All right. Some of our favorite aliens here. Just saying. Um, all right. The next one. If you win me over, you'll be in for a treat. As, as I have been told, I am a real prize. I love a good party and prefer to hang out in large groups with people who look just like me and act like just like me. I ooh and ah at anything exciting. <laughs> I see a nod going on here. All right. And if you lose track of me, check your local arcade. I'd likely be there waiting for you. I'm a real catch. The claw. Is it? <gasps> The alien, Toy Story alien. It is, the little yes. green man. That's cute. Aww. Cute. Okay, this next one's really hard, so bear with me. And it sounds really dirty. All right. Oh. I am tall, dark, and terrifying. <laughs> In fact, my species ranges from seven to nine feet tall. My structural. I, know it. I already know it. What? I know it. No, you don't. What are you doing? I see you clicking through but windows. You cheating. I forgot. His name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting you back to the front because I had the agenda up. Oh. Um, I don't know his name though. Is it the scary, scary new um, Wookie <laughs> in Boba Fett? Oh no! Oh, no. that's what I was picturing. I don't remember Ooh, his that name guy's either. Scary. But yes, no. All right. The next part. My structural perfection is matched only by my hostility. And the last piece is I have a long muscular body part and have a curved <laughs> oblong head. <laughs> now that sounds like a profile, a Tinder profile. Right. Uh, okay. Or long grinder, not case. body part <laughs> with a curved, how does the head even curve? Okay. <laughs> okay. You're going to have to describe yourself again, um, alien number four. Okay. <laughs> I am tall, dark, and terrifying. In fact, my species range from seven to nine feet tall. My structural perfection is matched only by my hostility. And then I have a long muscular body part and have curved <laughs> a curved oblong head. Just the part. Um, curved oblong head. Okay. I'll give you another clue. That this second part, my structural perfection is matched only by my hostility, is somewhat of a quote from the film. Does it sound familiar? No. Okay. Okay, this, is it, um, can I narrow it down? Is it in the Marvel or Star Wars universe? Neither. Or neither. Neither. Okay. Okay. All right. That helps, though. It still helped me remove <laughs> some options. Uh, long body part curved head is it a live action character or animated character live action oh my gosh <laughs> i need to get my mind out of star wars i can only think of star wars right now 
Hmm. Okay, there is an there is an alien that um is I don't know if he's a drag queen or not, but in Lilo and Stitch, is it that oh, one? No, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so it's not that curved head. I'll tell you a little bit more about? about this guy okay. or this thing, this alien. Um, I don't know their pronouns, but <laughs> they are very also slimy. They have an eight pack at least. What? <laughs> um, and a lot of teeth. A lot of teeth, eight pack, and a really long body part with a curved head. I I have to give up. I'm sad to say. It's okay. This is probably the worst one I wrote. It's a xenomorph. <laughs> okay. I was actually, I had that on the tip of my tongue. But I was like, no, I just didn't go there for some reason. Oh, gosh, that's a good one. It still one. doesn't feel Disney enough, right? But it technically it still doesn't, is yeah, it's, technically it's very, Disney. Not, but you know what? It was in the freaking um, great movie ride, right? Comes it down sure and attacks was. you. Xenomorph from Alien. Yeah, I don't know if most people know that. But yeah, the name of the alien creature in the Alien franchise is a xenomorph. And it's, it is terrifying it looking. It is very scary. And... It does have like an eight pack, right? It's like ripped. Like that thing is terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Next up. I'm having someone write this for me in case you can't understand my language. It tends to sound repetitive. I love music and I can really get down on the dance floor. So much so I have danced obliviously through a massive fight in the past. I am looking for fellow dendrophiliacs because I got a lot of wood for you, baby. Fellow what? Dendrophiliacs. What is that? <gasps> you don't know Robot that? lovers? People that like to have sex with trees. Oh, trees. <laughs> um, oh gosh, I'm so thrown off. I was thinking earlier that it was going to be DJ Rex. And I was like, wait, I don't think that's an alien. Oh. Um, loves music. I think Groot likes music. Groot! Right? Him and Rocket. Okay, yeah. it's Groot. Yay! All right, next one. Some may say I'm a womanizer, but I like to think I'm a ladies' man. For our first date, I'd like to take you out for a drink or two or five, plus a couple cigars. I can be a bit of a quack, but I'm also lovable. While I may look like an animal on Earth, I'm actually an alien. I'm bipedal. I can talk and use weapons designed for use by normal human-sized people. The one and only Howard the Duck. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one. That was a good one. That was a good one. All right. This is my favorite one. Okay. If you love music, then I would love to serenade you with one of my biggest hits. Hello, Space Angels. If you cannot get a hold of me, it's probably because I am touring the galaxy. I have been told that I have a lot of swagger and my sparkly purple blazer brings a lot of the ladies in. Hungry for more? Meet me at Cosmic Rays and we'll share a burger. Oh, I was waiting for this one this whole game <laughs> because that's Bachelor number six or seven that I would like to choose, please. Um <laughs> And I can't think of You're his name. For his name. And I'm about to lose the game. And I we say his name all the time. <laughs> but I heard Cosmic Rays and I'm like stuck on that. 
Um, but where has he been? He's Mr. on tour. Uh, he's been missing. Yeah, who who's and... been missing now? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm I'm really upset with myself. Uh, what's the first letter? I th- I just need to... S. Sunny eclipse. There, it is. there we go. Sunny eclipse. <laughs> Shame on me. Yeah, he seemed, would he would be fun to like go on a fun night out in the town. Yeah, really, you know. I feel like he'd open doors for you and the whole thing. Like, I think he's a great yeah. guy. Totally. Sunny Eclipse. All right, we only have two more dating profiles left. Oh. All right. And this next one, he didn't feel up to writing a whole profile out. So all he wrote was, <laughs> ha, 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 come to me, my prey, so I can destroy. <laughs> Why am I stuttering? So I can destroy you. I bet you will love when my eyes and mouth light up as I talk, and I have a really, really big gun. I also have fully articulated neck, <laughs> waist, and arms for your pleasure. Come with me as I take down my arch nemesis and rule the world. (laughs) Is it General something? General Hux? No. No, the the one that like um, fights Obi-Wan and he's like a robot with like gross slimy stuff underneath. No, (laughs) we're still stuck on slimy. It's actually not in the Star Wars universe. I'll give you oh, that. Oh, okay. A robot. Yes. But an alien um, robot? Oh, that's right. Okay. Can you introduce the first part of your um, dating profile? Sure. Account? It says, ha, ha, ha. Come to me, my prey, so I can just destroy you. <laughs> I bet you'll love it when my eyes and mouth light up as I talk. And I have a okay. really, is really big Is it Emperor's Zerg? It is! Yes! Okay, Zorg, Zerg, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> nice one. That was I fun. definitely wouldn't have been able to guess that one. <laughs> Impressive. All Impressive. right. And one last one. People say I'm a little chaotic. However, I've been told I'm very cute. My favorite foods are coconut cake and coffee, which were my first earth-based food and drink that I had ever eaten. My friends call me by my favorite number, 626. My biggest weakness is water, as I'm not able to float, let alone swim in water due to my molecular structure being much denser than the average human or animal. Once we get close, we'll be best friends for life. Is it Stitch? It's Stitch! Oh, yeah! That one, I thought, I almost thought it was a trick one where it was one of the other experiments. Because I was like, wait, 626, 626. Aw, Stitch is the cutest. He's so cute. cute. Um, And then while we're talking about Stitch, I thought it would be fun to mention um, the new Disney 100 name tags. They have their name and underneath it, it says their favorite character. And Stitch was the most chosen uh, character Aww, for people's favorite characters cute. yeah um also i didn't realize how many disney aliens were there like there's just so many yeah, <laughs> like there were there were way too many for me to choose from or try to figure out who it was right like star wars and marvel cool. alone then we have the entire lilo and stitch franchise like it's a million of them and we also have aliens in the park like uh i mean of course, a toy, two Toy Story attractions, Star Wars, Marvel, all that stuff's in the park. Yeah. And you also have Alien Encounter, which we will talk about more next week. 
But yeah, thanks for playing the dating game, Mike. You did a great job. That was fun. Good. I like being uh, the contestant in a game, and I like being able to meet all these eligible <laughs> alien uh, friends. Alien bachelors <laughs> or bachelorettes. That is right. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, so this was a fun episode. We talked about conspiracy theories and aliens and did some dating for Valentine's Day. And then we also <laughs> talked about the earnings call and the Super Bowl ad. So, whoo, jam-packed business in today's episode. Touch down. Touch Thanks down. for listening. We hope you enjoyed episode 124 of the Disney Holics Show. Follow us on social media at the Disney Holics. And if you want to get in touch, send us a message on Instagram or email us at fanmail at thedisneyholics.com. Okay, bye. Bye. I really want to go to Disneyland.